Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for Saturday, the 28th of January. Last game before the Flyers head into a, a little mini break here. A couple uh, day break before the All-Star game and then the All-Star break. They have the first half. Half the league has a break leading into the All-Star game. The other half has a break coming out of the All-Star break. Flyers is going in. But one more game tonight in Winnipeg. We'll see the Jets once again tonight. Still sitting in that second spot in the Central Division of the Western Conference are the Winnipeg Jets. We saw them last weekend in Philadelphia. They scored those three first-period goals against the Flyers. Flyers came all the way back, got it tied at three, killed off uh, a PK, a 5-1-3, two penalties, and eventually that fourth goal ended up squeezing by Felix Sandstrom, and that was the difference. That gave them the lead. That was the game winner. They picked up the empty net goal. They got a 5-3 win against the Flyers. Since then, however... They have have two losses. They lost two to one in Nashville, and they lost three to two in Buffalo. And it'll be the Flyers and the Winnipeg Jets coming up tonight in the Peg. A cold and very cold Winnipeg. Still leading the way when it comes to points is Kyle Connor. He now has 57 points in 50 games, 24 of them goals. We saw that release in that game last week. Pierre Luc Dubois. 52 points in 50 games, 22 of them goals. Josh Morris, he's still over a point-per-game player as well, 51 points in 50 games. And we might get a look tonight at Connor Hellebuck. We didn't see Hellebuck last week. We got to see David Riddich, but Hellebuck on the season has carried the bulk of the workload. 38 games played, a record of 23-14-1, a 2-4-0 goals against average, and a 9-24 save percentage. One of the best goalies in the NHL. Uh, a guy that can steal games by himself and a guy who really had to work his way to get to the NHL, didn't come in as uh, this prize possession uh, draft pick into the NHL with these huge projections. He was picked in the, actually in the fifth round all the way back in the 2012 draft, 130th overall, but did the right things, developed his game, and has turned into one of the elite goaltenders in the NHL. He's got a Vesna to his name. We'll see if he can capture yet another one. Uh, he's feeling it. Three shutouts on the season as well. So uh, likely to be Carter Hart and Connor Hellebuck in Winnipeg tonight. One of the things to keep an eye out on tonight as well is Travis Konechny. Now, his last eight games, you know, one of the things I talked about quite a bit here was that earlier, you know, Konechny went back-to-back games without a point one time in the season in October. Well, he's hit a bit of a rough patch here in his season from a production standpoint. He's gone, uh, in his last eight games, he's got three points, all assists. So over a period of time where uh, things aren't going in for him right now, shooting percentage is kind of coming down a little bit, coming back to, to earth in that regard. Uh, but he had two games with no points. Then he had a two-point game against the Anaheim uh, Ducks, and then a game with no points, and then he had an assist, and then the last three games, no points for Travis Konechny. So over those eight games, Again, three points, still averaging just about 20 minutes a night. And he's a guy that needs to lead the way for this team offensively. So we'll be looking for Travis Konechny to end it right before this uh, this little pause in the schedule for the All-Star break and, and kind of bye week uh, to get it going once again. In the 10 games prior to that, uh, TK was on a heater. I mean, that really started out with that. His last real big game was the hat trick against Washington. And in the 10 games prior to that, he's had he had... In the 10 games prior to that, 12 goals and 8 assists and 20 points. But again, the 8 games since, just the 3 assists. So uh, as quick as it can be going great for you, it can go the other way in the NHL. So 
uh, got to get back to getting into the inside, doing the things that led him to all the success and the big numbers that he's got on the season so far. Uh, we're looking for him to pick it up and perhaps, you know, the expanded minutes and those kind of things, you know, taking a little bit of toll on TK as well, playing all situations now. He's obviously a top power play player, a top five on five player, a top overtime three on three player, and, you know, one of the top penalty killers at this point. A lot of new responsibility uh, for Travis Konechny, and maybe he's hit a bit of a wall, needs to knock down through the wall, and we'll see if he can do that beginning tonight in Winnipeg against the Jets. Now, I want to get to this one question that I got from a guy here on uh, Twitter uh, for my DMs. You can always DM me, at Jason Mert on Twitter. You can tweet me. Uh, send me emails as well, jason.mertitus, M-Y-R-T-E-T-U-S, at gmail.com. And it comes from Brandon, and he said, Hey, Jason, officially hit the two-year mark of listening to the pod. Still my favorite way to start the day. Thank you very much, Brandon. I appreciate that. He said, uh, listening this morning, this was from Tuesday. He said, I'm wondering, what is the difference between moves at the trade deadline and moves in the summer? Here's to another two years. Here's to another two years is right, Brandon. And thanks for the note. Because uh, you hear us say that quite often. You know, that's more an off-season move or that's more of a deadline move. Now, what is the difference? What do we, what do we mean by that? Bill and I talked about it the other day when we, you hear certain players' names out there in trade rumors, and when we reference that that's more of a summertime move, usually that's on a contract that's got term beyond the season that you're in. Trade deadline moves are generally moves with expiring deals, maybe with an expiring plus one. You'll get those sometimes, but those big deals where it's pretty significant money for the player not in the last year of a deal, so he's got multiple years and significant pay. They're usually more reserved for the offseason because, you know, you can't get all the teams in the NHL involved. And when you're making a deal on a player like that, you want to get as many teams involved in those trade talks as possible because competition drives up price. So the more teams you can get involved, the more return you can get in a potential deal. I mean, Potentially, you could get 31 teams involved in a deal for a, a high-value player that's got term. Plus, general managers in season don't really look to reshape the roster in season. Reshaping the roster to move forward with is generally something more reserved for the offseason, um, something that can be done around the draft. They'll try and check off some boxes before you get to free agency in the draft so they know what holes they need to fill in free agency or, you know, how to attack their draft pending if they draft a, you know, if you trade for a 23-year-old player that's got three or four years left of term and he's making over $5 million a year, that's more a move for the summer because that's a reshape of the roster going forward, not just an addition to a roster that's going to, you know, bolster a team, give the team depth, add a piece that they need for a playoff push. Because generally speaking, GMs don't love to make a trade at the deadline where they shed a roster player as well. Because then you're, I mean, you may upgrade in a certain position, but generally speaking, those deals are more for prospects, the, the team that's acquiring the player for the deadline in, a, in an ad or buy situation is grabbing a player that's going to help them in some area that they need help with to make their not only playoff chances, but their chance of success in the playoffs greater um, and they would generally more give up draft picks or prospects. And the team making the acquisition is selling, and they're selling for a reason. Generally speaking, they're not looking to add roster players 
at that point either, unless it's something that can help them down the road. But those deals are a little bit unlikely at the deadline. So that's a, a bit of the difference. And when we refer to summer deals or uh, deadline deals. So hope that answers the question, Brandon. Appreciate the note as always. Flyers in Winnipeg tonight. They'll be taking on the Jets. Oh, it's an interesting game tonight because this Winnipeg team got some big, good, skilled players up the middle. And you look at their centers and Shifley, he scored against the Flyers in that last game. You look at Kyle Connor on the wing with that great shot and release. We saw that in the last game. Pierre-Luc Dubois didn't show up much in that game against his former coach, coach that benched him in that one game. Uh, but uh, a good test for the Flyers tonight to head into this break. A couple of overtime losses in the last week and um, not the same level of success that they were having post-Christmas break of late. So we'll see if they can go into this break feeling pretty good about themselves, going on the road in a tough place to play in Winnipeg and coming away with a win and then get a chance to get away from the rink, recharge everything, recharge the batteries. Don't think about hockey for a number of days because when they come back and they'll come back to a four-game homestand, um, then it's going to be you know, the straight run to the end of the season. And there's still a lot of players on this roster and in this organization right now that have a lot more to prove. Some guys have taken some substantial steps forward, but they need to recharge and get ready for this final push down the stretch as well because while they've improved and maybe opened some eyes, the, the work is not done. There's still a huge chunk of evaluation period that sits on the horizon. When the Flyers come back, they'll take on the New York Islanders on February 6th. They'll take on Edmonton and Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on February 9th. They'll see Nashville and Roman Yossi on February 11th. And Seattle will come to Philadelphia on February 12th. Then the Flyers will head out on a four-game road trip. They'll go They'll host Seattle here on the 12th. Then they'll go to Seattle on the 16th. The old bi-coastal home-and-home uh, series. Then they'll head to Vancouver head to Calgary, and head to Edmonton before returning home against Montreal. So still a lot of runway left in this season. Still a lot to prove for a lot of players. Like I said, while some guys have taken those steps forward and it's been positive, uh, it needs to be maintained and without steps backwards. So that's what's on the line. And that'll take us all the way up to the NHL trade deadline, which happens coming up on March 3rd. So uh, still some runway there as well. We'll probably hear conversations heat up after the all-star break as well, uh, not only in Philadelphia, but around the NHL. So Flyers tonight in Winnipeg to take on the Jets. We'll break it down tomorrow. So join us then on a brand new edition of Flyers Daily.